Welcome to Growth Hack by Poppy Digital. Tips and tricks to master the algorithms from industry insiders. Now here's your host, Julian Espinoza. Welcome back to Growth Hack, where we break down marketing channels like Google, Facebook, Instagram, and show them how to make them work for you. In marketing, we're always told to tell the story of our brand. Some companies attempt to do this, and others flat out don't. I've always been fascinated by the companies that do this really well. I went down this huge rabbit hole of voice experts. Oh man, is it a rabbit hole? I even hired one myself to see what all the fuss was about. Well, in this episode, we bring on Carolyn Mays from Switchbade Lemonade to share how you can make your story more profound and less cliche. Spoiler alert, we didn't hire Carolyn, but we wish we did. Welcome, Carolyn. Thanks so much for having me, Julian. Yeah, and I always make a joke. Thank you for not rescheduling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I... I know that pain so well, and I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't clog up your inbox with my rescheduling. So, yeah, request. So, you got it. I appreciate it. You're, you're in the top tier of the growth hack guest list, where only very few people have made it by not rescheduling. Yeah, right on. Yeah. So we like to get right into the growth hacks. So what's really interesting and what's radically different about this episode is we're going to be talking about voice and sort of uh, who we are from a, a written content perspective, something we've never really done and talked about. So where I want to begin this interview is we're always told to tell our story. Why do you think companies don't do this very effectively? I think people don't do it effectively because I, when it comes to taking a risk creatively, you know, creative risk, people kind of always have their training wheels on, so to speak. Um, and it's, it's interesting because we're still, we're still looking at people who are taking, who took a risk and did it safely, you know, so to speak. And so we're kind of caught up in the collective response of what is okay, what is not okay, what is an acceptable risk, what is, you know, social suicide. And so, you know, there's just a lot of anxiety around it. The real irony to me, and I was just talking to a friend about this the other day, is that if you're doing this work right, there isn't really, it's not a risk at all because you, all you're doing is looking into like why you exist in my, you know, in my business, you're looking, people are looking back into their histories and all they're doing is coming up with the truth and how they're going to present that truth in a really beautiful way. And so when you're just giving people the truth, there isn't really a risk in that at all. And so I, yeah, I think people are caught up in this idea that they have to do something like really outlandish and you don't. It's really interesting because we hear, you know, there's certain industries and I've, I face this a lot when I talk about LinkedIn, especially when I do like workshops on LinkedIn, it's like things need to be very professional. And these, this idea that someone wrote a guideline that we have to have a very professional voice on LinkedIn. So can you talk to this concept and maybe address this idea that does everyone need to, does certain industries need to be professional in a certain way or can uh, can you take some in, in in this case risks in some industries I mean I think every again I think every every industry has room to take to look for their to look for the truth you know and say what is um 
But of course, there are industries where where it it makes more sense to walk a more professional line. Well, I mean, I'm thinking of like medicine, you know, especially or attorneys. Or attorneys, but I know, I mean, there are attorney, attorneys that do really creative work, you know, and there are financial industries that do really creative work. And all they're doing is saying, you know, again, is talking about how, what their approach is and they're, and they're again, presenting in a, in a really cool way. And so it comes off as very creative or edgy or risky, but it's not, you know, people love it. When you shift over to this idea of like, okay, we, we can take some risks or be a little bit more ourselves or whatever, whatever adjectives you'd like to give it, you've seen, I've seen you work with some brands and work with some people to build really this strong story. Can you give us some examples what the, of that looks like? Well, so this kind of goes back to, you know, what people are doing wrong, so to speak. And so a strong story is going to it's not going to state the obvious. I think that's a, another mistake that people make is they'll, they'll tell this story, you know, this or that thing happened. This is, this is our beginning. This is, um, this is who we are. And then they present you with something very obvious and trite about their grit or their tenacity or their, um, you know, some kind of rah, 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 you know, ending. And it's very, we're so, we're too smart for that. You know, people are used to good storytelling at this point. We, we get exposed to a lot of really great stuff. You know, that's why Netflix is so popular. Um, and so anyway, I think that we, businesses in particular tend to be very condescending with their, with their takeaway, very, very, I don't know, family friendly and PG. Um, not that you have to be like vulgar or anything. I'm not saying that, but it's very, it's very benign and we, and trite and we see right through it and we're not impressed. Do you have some examples you could give us like, um, maybe a client that you can talk about where, where, what they, how they would position themselves versus how you position them after? Well, I can speak in general terms of like, well, I could think of something very specific. Um, like I was working with someone, this was just kind of a, a quick consulting call. And this is kind of, this is a major theme that I see. And we'll probably talk some more about this, but people will tell these stories of trials and tribulations, right? And then their takeaway is like, has something to do with their rebelliousness, their anti-status quo-ness. These are all very hot, hot, hot trends right now. You know, we're all, we're all mavericks, right? And uh, I can just guarantee you if that's the takeaway from your story, you know, your gritty story of like licking the gutter and climbing your way out of it, that's not, that's not it. Like, I mean, there's more there than that. That's part of it, but that's not all you have to say. That's not where the wisdom is. My, my version is tuna can. I don't lick gutters, but I did eat tuna for a period of time because yeah, there you I was go. trying to yeah. make it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tuna, ramen. Yeah. So now 
when a brand, a person, an entrepreneur, a company is able to develop this brand as, as you see it, um, with, with the stronger storytelling, with the stronger vision, what kind of success have you seen? Well, let me back up for a second and say this. I, I want to make this point is that people, people tend to get really doughy eyed when they talk about storytelling, like how it connects us and helps us empathize with each other and helps us feel less alone and yada, yada, yada. And that's all true and very wonderful and beautiful and all that. But really, and for our purposes here, the story is the container for your bigger, more poignant um, ideas, you know, your, your beautiful, profound ideas. And so the question that you're really asking here is like, like, what are the success stories of beautiful, profound ideas? And so that is like the whole entire world <laughs> runs on beautiful, profound and heinous ideas. Right. And so, okay. So there's that. And the way that looks in my, you know, little itty bitty corner of the internet is that, you know, that can range from like making an extra 50 K in three months, you know, after making, using your bio as a script for video, that is like, gut punching an interviewer um, on a podcast who asks you a, a question and you get to present them with your idea. It's having knowing what to say on a sales call. It's knowing like what to say on social media. It's knowing what to say on your website. It's like having a whole foundation to build your entire brand around. So I'm convinced we need to work on our stories. We need to work on our storytelling. Uh, I definitely am a little nervous to go back and look at what mine says um, now and, and, and kind of see it with this lens. What kind of, I think you have some building blocks to get us to how we can think about our story. And I think it's so cool. You call it bio like Beyonce. Can you tell us a little bit about what's in this bio like Beyonce uh, strategy? So bio like Beyonce is a, it's a downloadable PDF guide to figuring out what your story is. And it's called Bio Like Beyonce because it is very Beyonce centric. Um, but I use Beyonce as an example of someone who is an amazing storyteller. And if you, it's really about her 2016 Lemonade album. Have you seen it? I haven't. It's worth a watch. It's amazing. Everybody go watch 2016 Lemonade, the, the video. We we will have it in the show notes. Absolutely. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And so if you don't know, so Beyonce's married to Jay-Z. Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce at one point, And then Beyonce made this whole album around it. And so the point is that Here's this woman that we refer to as queen before anybody, anybody was referred to as queen. And this really taboo thing happens to her, right? Her, her man cheats on her. And then the second really taboo thing happens, which is she stays with him. And so the point is that no matter who you are or how traumatic you think your story is or personal you think your story is, you can tell that story if you tell it right. 
because I work with a lot of people who have plenty of stories to tell, but it's like, oh, like, I don't want to tell this one because it's really traumatic or, oh, I do want to tell this one, but it's, you know, again, I, I feel like I'm going to out all these people. So it's about, we talk about how to find the story, first of all, and then how to connect that story to your business. And then it's basically giving people the permission to tell the story that they need to tell and to do it in a beautiful way that doesn't, that doesn't, you know, doesn't jeopardize you in some way. And that isn't like, so there's a difference between vulnerability and just like, you know, gutting yourself in front of everybody. Right. And so we want the former (laughs) to happen. And so anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a perspective on that. And as I said to you before the show, it's, it's, uh, we're getting away from do's and don'ts and talking about creativity and craft and how to pinpoint, you know, what you got. Yeah. I mean, I I think a lot of people probably listening to this right now are thinking to themselves, okay, how do I connect my story to what I'm doing, right? Whether you're a chemist, you're a digital marketer, you're a brand or whatever it is that you're building. Uh, Cause I know I'm sitting here thinking, okay, my story was being raised uh, in a household and in, 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 a, in a family where there was addiction and uh, being raised under those circumstances kind of led me down some, some interesting paths and how to figure out how to connect that into what I do today is very, very interesting. Um, I do actually share my story, a version of my story. I share it on LinkedIn. I'll put that in the show notes. If anyone wants to see a version of my story, a piece of my story. Um, so people, but to your point, when I do share those bits, which is not very often out of maybe a hundred posts, you might see one that's got this raw gritty, truth to it in my story, it seems to be one of the most um, impactful pieces of of uh, pieces of content that I put out. Uh, and I don't put mm-hmm. it out for that reason. Whenever I put those out, it's because I found something, you know, I was talking to an old friend uh, when I wrote the last one and they were going through something really rough. They were about to go into a rehab and we were talking about numbing the pain. And I sort of wrote them this this long text message and I read it to myself after and I go, oh my God, this story, I need to create a version of this publicly. And uh, I shared a version of that story publicly and the out, the people that reached out like, hey, that touched me, thank you for sharing that, that affected me. Um, I even had an old professor of mine reach out and say, I'm proud of the man you've become today. And then like six months later, he hits me up and says, Hey, I need help with, you know, the work that I do and, and, and conversation started. So it is very interesting. Um, I don't think I've made the gap from, I don't think I've made the gap from what my story to what I'm doing today, but that sounds like a nice journey to go down and, and I'm glad you're doing that for people. So how does someone work with you and what does that even look like? I just want to say really quick about what you just said. Like that's, I think that's amazing that you're sharing that particular story because addiction is like, I mean, everybody's been touched by that, you know, like a lot of people. And it's, it's interesting to me how, how often people shy away from it 
when it's like, okay, look, you're, this is, you're speaking about a universal subject matter here. And so anyway, so bravo, I guess. And then how do people work with meme? So there's a couple of ways. Um, I mean, one is BioLite Beyonce. That's like, just like an entry level way to start. And it's just, um, it's a $49, you know, guide, but it also comes with, um, a free workshop. You know, I don't, it's like offered quarterly. And so anyway, it's a way to, and it's long and it's a way to get in there and like really do some exploration. Um, but then I write for people, um, who are doing this work and that's really for people who are going all in and they're like stepping out and, you know, they're really kind of pivoting in this big new way. And then I also offer, um, I have a beautiful biography writing salon where it's a quarter long program. It's a little bit DIY. It's also very hands-on. I'm in the trenches with my people and they're getting feedback from me and they're walking with, um, you know, a handful of deliverables. So love that. And so we will have that in the show notes. We'll have, uh, it sounds like we got a few things. We're going to have the bio like Beyonce link. We'll have your website. We'll have my story and then we'll have Beyonce's 2016. Uh, what is yeah. it? Is it a video of her? It, her whole album is free. I don't know if you still have to pay for like the, the video version, but it's worth the visual album is worth the watch and it's not expensive. You know? Great. So. We'll put that in the show notes. Support, support the queen Beyonce. I'll hail the queen. That's right. Well, Carolyn, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was really an honor to have you and we're excited to bring you back at some point. Awesome. Thanks again, Julian.